all this shit, all this piddly shit. Now I got to go. Is it live? I got to play it. I got to play it live. Maybe not. Why is it not going live? Oh, I've had enough with technology. TJ Martinell did have a good podcast. He made the great argument in case for being a Luddite. <laughs> and it's one of those things. It is like right here, right now. It's like, I got to hit there. There we go. Fucking hell. I, I'm coming off of a. It, it's back to get to throw Trudeau. Who is the guy? Simplify, simplify, simplify. The old captain came to a very quick conclusion that he is a lone wolf. That's just the way I operate. Um, Unless everybody's at, at at a Stalin-esque level of being at my command, and it just isn't good. Like, like, not only do what I fucking tell you, don't ask. Don't even ask. God, does that piss me off, especially in times of crisis or emergency, like car breaks down there. Hey, call it in. Well, and everybody tries to take over. Everybody tries to take command. There's a crisis, there's an emergency. And what I what I feel like doing, you know, to resolve any kind of crisis or emergency that comes up at any particular point in time, <clears throat> I say, okay, everybody, get your wallets up. Grab your ID. Anybody got anybody got Aaron Clary? Is anybody Aaron Clary? Oh, you're not? Well, shut the fuck up and do what I'm telling you to do right now. And then we're gonna get out of here as quickly as possible. And that's just hurting cats. That's all it is, hurting cats. And uh so now I'm gonna do it on my own. Now it's gonna <clears throat> not not you gotta you gotta get rid of all the moving parts. And the number one most complicated moving part is people. And the number one problem that uh TJ was running into he was talking about his podcast is he just want I forgot what he wanted to buy. He wanted to buy something on the internet, and because of people. I know you say it's technology in the air. No, it's people. It's because they're the ones that program the technology in the internet. Took him 45 minutes to order. Yeah, that's right. He was going to order uh, a St. Bernard whiskey casket. You know, the, the little whiskey box that goes around a St. Bernard. He was going to order that for Reese, his dog, or his hiking buddy. It's not his dog. It took 45 minutes because Amazon didn't recognize the browser. He had to do this. He had to install flash because and and after a while it's like fuck and i've been through that that's why i've been through because the people the complication the number truly truly the number one most disgusting thing on the planet humans were at the other end and so the project that kept me up till about 2 a.m the past couple of nights has been redoing two of the covers the covers, not the book, the covers to the book. You know, this should just be upload an image and you're done. Oh, no. Not, not with the people at Amazon. And then I finally got the image for the new best of book, um, Love Letters to the Left, which I haven't even checked the email. Let's take a look. Wait. I got shit in my teeth. Hang on. This is going to annoy me unless I get it out. Are we found? Okay, got that. You know, let's go to Amazon. Is it up?
Love letters to the left. No, it's not up. Why would it be up? There's love letters to my bride. There we go. Love letters to the left. Test of Captain Capitalism. And of course, Kindle's not up. Of course. And that that was that was my main complaint is. Do you know that there are typos in here? Yeah, I know there's typos in there. I put them there. Do you know that there's this little thing wrong? There's that little thing wrong. There's this little thing. It's like, you know, what what I could have swore 10 years ago when I wrote my first book. Amazon explicitly said, we don't give a shit about your typos. We don't care what you publish. It's on you. We're really just a publishing platform. You know, that's it. We're, we're not going to audit. We're not going to edit. We're not going to nag. We're not going to be like modern day vehicles that, that tell you every time you fart or maybe you get a little bit too far away from the center line. We're not going to do that. We are a publishing platform with zero fucks given. Oh, no, not now. Now they've become wise. It's like, will you just fucking publish it? Yes, I want to do that. I know what I'm doing. So what normally takes, I got it streamlined. I'm pretty good with, with GIMP, which, which is a, a video editing, or not video editing, graphic editing software. I can get it to 300 dots per inch. I can do all the standard stuff. I can convert a document so it's Kindle ready. I'm doing it all. I can, I can do a new book. I can upload a new book in about an hour. If Amazon just pulls its dick out of my ass, if it just fires the nagging wives they hired in their quality or audit department or whatever the hell it is, if they just left me the fuck alone, and ran with it. I could get these books. Nope. Now I'm on day three. Day three. So apparently the Kindle version is not ready. There was an email notification saying, oh, uh, <clears throat> it's, something's wrong. I didn't even bother looking at it. I had so much shit to do with Asshole Consult. Not even through Asshole Consult. And one of the good news, not to sound angry, but I am angry. One of the good news is uh, that the, oh, wait, is this? There we go. One of the good news is, um, I was doing two and a half hours of asshole consulting. I got more paid in requests than what I get when I what I did. Oh my shit, I got more work now. <laughs> got more work than when I started. Which is always a good problem to have. Always a good problem. To have. But it's this, you know, if you want to go that extra mile, you know, you got your side hustle. Everyone's got their side hustle. Obviously, me writing books is kind of a well, it's a main hustle, but you know, you think something is simple. It, all you're doing is uploading two files. The cover and the and the and the actual text, the, the um you know the the meat of the book, the book itself, and just every possible. Would you like the barcode here? Would you like the barcode there? There's not enough room for the barcode. And and you end up pissing away more time. You never get to the shit. The amount of fucking hurdles, the amount of small little speed bumps that you added up. You can't honestly, if if you just got the fuck out of the way, if nagging went away, be it at the corporate level or the marriage level or any you know, is entrepreneur, if you just got the fuck out of the way, we could have economic growth per year of 10% real GDP without inflation. Guarantee you. Guarantee you. But no. No, I got to deal with nagging. I got to deal with programming that doesn't work. Looks like we're going, looks like we got people in the chat room. Joe's there. How's, how, what is going on, Aaron? Hello, Joe. Good to see you. Hope things are good in Kentucky. 
Frank writes, I think this is the earliest I've seen Cappy do an older brother pocket. Yeah, because I'm not going to wait. Remember about simplifying? I'm not having people on. Uh, I'm going to have one person on if if persons at all. And there will be a conversation where where I am the host. Didn't know if people knew about that or not, but I'm the host. And I will lead where it goes. And, oh, well, I can't make it and this and, oh, I got this, I got that. And, oh, okay, all right, done, done. My mistake, my mistake. For like, all right, I want to have people to talk to. I want to chit chat. I want to have conversation. Nope, nope. It's gonna be it's gonna be fucking hurting cats. It's gonna be a pain in the fucking ass. So once again, Aaron Lone Wolf Clary's gonna do it the best way he knows how he's gonna do it on his fucking own. And the reason I'm doing it now at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. Is because that way when the GF gets back, I'm not starting it at six, and then we we lose an evening. Uh, I love her, uh, I miss her actually too much uh, to do that. And I'm going to go spend time with my fucking nieces. I love them too much too. They love me. They think I'm great. You got to pack that in, man. Oh God. For those of you in the chat room, press one. If you got nieces and nephews, press zero, if you don't, but you got to get that time in with those kids because then they get older and then you're not as interesting anymore. Once become tweens, then you're just gone. Then you're gone. You go from God himself uh, to, to like, boring. Uh, you know. Ah, uncle. Yeah. Looking at their phones. Not that many people listening. 16 watching right now. Appreciate for you guys tuning in on the short notice. I just uploaded it, sent it out, was done with it. Although I saw my <laughs> YouTube. Joe Rogan's live right now. He's got 38,000 people listening. <laughs> 38,000. My God. 38,000. I was like, man, that guy, he's good. He's good. This is not to besmirch Joe Rogan. Not at all. But people, oh, you listen to Joe Rogan. Listen, to I tried to, guys. I tried to. It's, um, I won't lie. It's, it's a full IQ standard deviation below what I can deal with. It's pretty. It's pretty basic bitch bullshit to me. I know he's got some interesting. He had, uh, what's his name on? Um, the guy was very popular six months ago. He was your savior that, that, that year. Jordan Peterson. <clears throat> I know, I know he's got, to, I just, I just can't get into it. That in, what was the other one? Was that the guy that did the four hour work week? Does he have a podcast? I don't know if it was him. Don't quote me on it. There were two. Joe Rogan was definitely one of them. Like, oh, you know, I, I'm always pro podcast. So I, I, you know, tune in. I'm like, eh, it's it, eh. not me. Uh, and then there was another one. Tim Ferriss. What was it? Tim Ferriss is the four hour work week guy. I don't know if that was him. There was some other very popular podcast, and I just kind of like, yeah, popular. Popular starting to get a little too close to conformity and boring and popular. And so uh, I uh, I kind of, I just, I get very obscure. I like obscure. So um, <clears throat> thank you for uh, tuning into the Clary podcast as opposed to the Joe Rogan experience. Um, and as I said before, uh, not a big announcement, but I just put so much damn work into it. Not even work. You can't even call it. Firefighting. I put so many putting out piddly little nagging fires. Uh, I almost feel like it's a cop. I spent, I'll tell you this. 
I spent more time trying to track down fucking artists to get this fucking cover work done. My God. It's sad, but I have now half my books where it took me a quicker time to write the book than to one, get the cover drawn up, and then two, to have it recorded. Although that's the work ethic of Davis Arini, more to blame there than anything else. <laughs> where is old good old Davis? I wonder where he is. Oh, it's cold up in Calgary now. He's probably freezing his ass off. <clears throat> anyway, um, hey, it is the Clary Podcast. I know it's not the Clary Podcast, it's the Older Brother Podcast, which is no different than the Clary Podcast, except I call it the Older Brother Podcast. Uh, and what do we got? Super chats are enabled uh, because the chat's going on anyway. I will be sort of monitoring the chat room. I got it up and running. What's all the piddly other shit we got? You can go to olderbrother.com. Check out all the links there. There's uh, manly shit. I got to update that. If you guys have any really cool shit, I want you to do this. I want everybody, if there's cool shit that you know of on Amazon, send it my way. Because uh, I want to put it on the manly shit page on olderbrother.com. Uh, you can email that to olderbrother at yahoo.com. Oh, wait, I got fan mail. <clears throat> I'll do that later. I got one fan mail. I haven't checked in a check it now. Check the older brother email. No one sends me email over there. Hey, older brother. I really like a girl in class, but she doesn't seem to know I exist. How do I get her to notice me so that I can ask her out and stick my dick inside her? Sincerely, Mortimer. Uh, what the hell was my password? My password? It is my password. YouTube creators, older brother, your community is waiting. Oh, are you going to help me out, YouTube? Are you going to help me create content and then change the rules like the bipolar bitch that you are? Look at this. Look at this. All my emails, all of them. How many do I have here? 120 emails, and they're all notifications from Facebook and YouTube and Google. My God. You want to talk about flooding the market with static? You want, they All it's become, oh, yeah, oh, hey, the internet, new thing. No, it's old hat now. It's old trick. It's no different than when you go into your mailbox and you got a ton of junk mail. That's all this is. That's all. It, you, you, your value is zero. You guys flooded the market. Congratulations, guys. You flooded the market. Now nobody listens and pays attention. There could be an actual important email, like, you know, something to do with, uh, like, you know, taxes or something like that, because, you know, I get paid uh, with the super chats and, you know, all the other advertising, what, what little advertising is done. There could be a very important email, and I'm not going to see it. Not going to see it. Yeah, not one important email from you guys, the audience. Not one. Not one question. Not one. Not even hate mail. God almighty, I don't even get hate mail anymore. I remember the good old days. I get death threats and hate mail. Now it's nothing. Now there's so much flooding into the market. So much content being created. There's No one even picks you up anymore. Yeah, maybe it's for the best. Anyway, so the uh, project I'm working on... Uh, Inspired in part by Roosh, who we're probably going to talk about a little bit <clears throat> later today. Uh, him getting deplatformed, everybody getting deplatformed. Uh, I, I backed up my blog. 
because somebody else lost their blog. You lost you don't pay attention to blog because blog is old school. No one's even paying attention to blogs anymore. But I put a lot of work into my quality posts, and so I wanted them backed up. And so now there are three official books out. Captain Capitalism Reserved, Captain Capitalism Top Shelf, and the newest one, which has just been published, uh, Love Letters to the Left. So instead of having to go through my blog and finding out, you know, sifting through the links and the podcasts and stuff that isn't good quality pieces, I just took out the best quality pieces and backed up my work. Now, one you now, Captain Capitalism Reserved, uh, that's 824 pages. That's basically where I really just did it solely as a backup, um, like to have all my, my key works done. And then what I realized is not slowly but surely, no one paid attention to economics, no one listens to politics, no one listens to reason. And so the latest, my, my blog took a, a, a redirection towards understanding psychology and philosophy because it I don't need to prove an 18th time that free market, low tax economies do better for everybody. I don't have to do that again. What I realized is that the real battle was people refusing to believe that, people wanting to be lied to. And so then the blog went on a more deeper philosophical, even moral, like is it moral to take advantage of sheep that want to be lied to, of which I say yes. And so... This love letters to the left is basically uh, it's it's not as nowhere near as much. It's only three hundred twenty four pages, uh, but it focuses on understanding the left, and the the titles are are, are uh, why the left hates you, why the left hates themselves, why the left hates minorities and women, why the left hates millennials, why the left hates everything else, because it's actually a fascinating topic it's a fact you know i compiled these uh these individual posts and kind of organized them in a logic <clears throat> kind of outline i realized just how much the left hates life in general and all the individual things so then that's how i categorized them uh like that and i think that's much more productive because if i hear People call into the Rush Limbaugh show, which I, I haven't listened to in years. We got to get back to American values. We got to get Jesus back in. You know what? We should stop those people at the border. I'm like, how long you dopey, pasty, white conservative people going to say we should we should protect our borders? Really? No kidding. Don't you think we should move on now? You know, guy comes in with a gunshot wound. We should stop the bleeding. Yeah, got it, Skippy. Uh, you want to move past uh, step one? And it's shocking how few people go beyond. I'll grant Dennis Prager this. He will go a little bit further. Jordan Peterson also. Stefan Molyneux uh, will go into it as well. Uh, but until we can start voting in, and you know, I'm, I'm surprised Trump even had border guards prevent the parasites from coming in. I'm, I'm actually shocked. That's more action that's been taken uh, in the past week than the, the previous 10 years combined. But I want for for in order to solve this problem, you have to understand the psychology of the left. And, and in order to get the left to maybe wake up, it, it can't be trying to reason and rationalize with them with empirical data or evidence. And here's some charts and look at history or a lot that doesn't work with them. It doesn't work. The only thing that works that I'm starting to find out is the only thing that works with kids and bosses: violence, rage, and hatred, mockery and ridicule, making them feel like shit. That's the only thing 
the only thing that slaps them out of the bubble because they, they've had they've had such a coddled, simple, uh, pampered life, uh, and and they are so they're, they're they've never cut their debating teeth. They've never been challenged with different thoughts. They've never been challenged to think critically or, or have empirical data or be intellectually honest. They're not. It's always well. This is right, and everything else is racist or sexist or bigoted or homophobic or or ignorant. <clears throat> Because if you can't categor- you can't accuse them of being an isternism. You could ignorant is the default. You're just ignorant. You're just mean. And so, since you can't engage with them, the only thing they're going to respond to is is where you're going to get more of a response debating with a leftist woman, saying, "Well, yeah, you're fat and ugly. That's why you're leftist." <laughs> because at least you shocked them a little bit. At least the brain maybe had different neurons fired that one time at least you're you're going from stasis to chaos and there's progress and advancement in there you know same thing with the book black man's guide out of poverty it's a white guy telling us black men how to get out of poverty. well that sounds a little bit too british a white man telling us black folk how to get out of poverty how insulting that is I'd make for a good comic skit. Have all these black guys, but with the most British of British accents. Bunch of David Nimitz. Oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> I thought we'd go riding in the hoopty, listening to our ghetto music. Yes. <sighs> but that's the only real progress. That's the only way. And so the book is good for conservatives and libertarians. You, it's it's great for all you people who've been like spinning your hamster wheel, listening to Sean Hannity and Rush Limbaugh telling you how things should be for the past thirty years, and there's been no progress. For you quaint people who listen to Garage Logic, where like, you know, good old Joe, good old Joe. Hey, you know that there's something crazy going on at these universities. By gosh, look at the universities. They're telling our kids Marxist stuff. Why, someday somebody in 40 to 60 years from now should maybe consider having a conversation with the wife about potentially considering sitting their kid down and maybe potentially contemplating the theorizing of that maybe we should have them think about their choice of college. Not today. Oh, no, not today. And we should do anything drastic, like say, I'm not paying your way through college if you're going to major in stupid. Oh, no, no, that, that, that's too drastic now. But somebody ought to do something five decades from now. I want to think about it. <laughs> so the book's for those people who are a little sick and tired of saying what ought to be done. Like, here, we've analyzed the left. Here's the weaknesses. We've diagnosed the problem. Hang on. Side hurts. God almighty. Getting angry coffee not enough water muscles are tensing up old man thing. Maybe i'm getting gout this is what gout feels like or the shingles what are those old man diseases they get cancer <sighs> and then for the left because the left is they're miserable my god are they miserable people the chapter alone how leftists hate themselves is great because you just look at the life of of any leftist you know, take your poison, Hillary Clinton, a successful, take the only happy successful leftist I think I've seen has been Barack Obama because that guy didn't have to work. He didn't have to work. I, and he knew it. I think he kind of, he was, he, he's smarter in some regard. He's lazy fuck, but he's smarter in some regards where he just smiling, happy, he made the money. 
he advanced socialism. He got his political uh, kinks, kicks, balls off. He got his political balls off. But you look at people who win. I mean, my God, the feminists have had every possible victory possible, and they're still pissed off. Millennials majoring in stupid shit. They know everything, and they're smarter, and they're going to bring in social. They're going to vote Bernie. <laughs> and now they're they're indebted and financially ruined for the rest of their lives. The, the jurisdiction, the district that Ocasio-Cortez now represents, or maybe not, she hasn't been inaugurated, over in the Bronx. They got Amazon to invest. They're bitching and whining already. Oh, my God. Nothing makes them happy. And that's why I try to point out, I'm like, look, look, okay. I know they take about half your income. Okay. I know the parasites live off of the producers, but have you ever looked at what the life is of a parasite? Huh? The caravan, these idiot people coming in. How many pictures of single moms do I have to see with bastard children that they can't afford? What they, you think that let's say they cross the magic line in the desert and they get to the magic dirt. Do you think they're going to have a better life here? They're their own worst enemy. They're their own punishment. All the careers, feminists, all guys, all for all you younger siblings listening now, and you younger uh, girls, my younger sisters out there, you might want to listen to this. It's on. It's full on now where you look at Gen X women because now now the older ones are hitting menopause and they they believed in uh, fish bicycle don't need no man trademark. And oh man, they're they're rushing to get their eggs frozen and <clears throat> this thing and that thing and oh no, we don't need a man and oh every once in a while I know it's I know it's tabloid I know it's there's only a kernel of truth of it but that kernel of truth is real funny when you watch these these old middle aged British broads so they go down to whatever Tunisia or Durka Durkistan and they and they fall in love with uh, with Ali. Ali loves me. He appreciates an older woman. He knows that I have a master's degree in public health administration. He, he says he loves me. He knows how to treat a real. He's a lover. But he's poor and he needs my money to get his sister a heart transplant because they don't have nationalized health service in Tunisia. And then, then inevitably in the end, because they feed meat to the lions, uh, like, oh, Ali ran off. Where's Ali? Where's the money for the heart surgery? And then these highly educated women, the, the Sherlock Holmesian sleuths that they are, they finally piece it together that maybe they got hoodwinked out of their pension money. That's, that's your show. That's your reward. Maybe it's not what you wanted to see. Maybe it's not die hard. Maybe it's not the movie where you were married with 2.2 kids and had the nice house and a loving family and everybody came over for Thanksgiving, but that's what's showing. And it's a pretty good show, I might say, by the way. It's a pretty good show. It's got a plot. It's got a villain. And then, oh, is that really the bad person or the good guy? Government conspiracy. And in the end, it all turns out to be just. All turns out to be just. And so for you younger people, <clears throat> if you, ladies, if you would like to avoid the fate of your baby boomer and Gen X feminist counterparts and actually be happy in life, and boys, if you would like to actually be happy in life and not let the leftists and the parasitism get you down, go get love letters to the left. Read through it. 
it'll it'll put not only will it put you in a better mood, it'll actually give you like the tools to actually make some progress. And because this this how things ought to be and arguing with NPC leftists is not going to get you anywhere. It's just not insulting NPC leftists, calling them NPCs. That's going to get them. All right. All right. Let's go to the thing here. Holy shit. Look at this. Look at all this. You got all these people. Hang on. Darius donates $2 suggestion. Get on Stefan Molyneux for ratings. Yeah. I, this, the guys, this isn't just like, Oh, I just get on this show. It's, it's kind of rude. You just don't like invite yourself to other people's shows. And I'm pretty sure Stefan Molyneux and his uh his assistant Michael. I know Michael knows me, and I'm sure he knows who I am. And but you got to have a reason to go on to this show. And what what is what do I say that Stefan doesn't, and vice versa? Um, and you know to get people on the show, it's a pain in the ass. And Stefan bangs out a lot of material, a ton of material, and he's a father on top of it. Um. And I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'd love to have a hell of a lot more ratings. I'd love to have, you know, 10 times the audience because then I just add another zero to all my income figures. I'm like, oh, hey, I'm done. (laughs) But, yeah, it's not as simple as, you know, there's an etiquette or a a tact. You you wait till you're invited to somebody else's show. Uh, Figo. Can't say it, but Figo, who is a good artist? Hang on. Let's take a look. Hey, Figo, if you're listening, Figo is the artist um, that did the cover for Captain Capitalism Reserve. So basically, I got three artists <clears throat> to redo uh, the covers. And I want them to be pinups. So they're all pinup girls, but of varying art styles. So uh, Love Letters to the Left is a classical comic book, American comic book looking style woman uh, who's a Soviet, got a Soviet outfit on and kind of lingerie and all that. You could see it online if you want. Then uh, Captain Capitalism Top Shelf was done by a South African artist, Sonny Nukalemi, I think is how you spell N K U L E M E N I. And that, I, I don't know how you would categorize his art style. Uh, I liked it. I just liked it. I went on artstation.com and checked it out. And then um, the third one was done by uh, Figo. Can't say the thing, but let's take a look here. See if that's up. And his was more, I wouldn't say Japanese anime style, but influenced by it. It's a bit more modern. Uh, Captain. Let's see if it's up there, Figo. No, that's top shelf. Captain Capitalism is a reserve. Reserve. This get uploaded because it was already there. There it is. Captain Capitalism Reserve. Kindle and paperback. There we go. Everybody take a look at that. That was a that was a damn good job, dude. That was a damn good job. Look at that. Really it, it, definitely different and unique, but definitely what I wanted. Really good. Uh, anyway, so we're almost all there. Uh, hey, Figo, uh, what's what's your website? I promised I'd promote you. I don't have the email up. Send that in the text because uh, we do want to promote you. And then we're tentatively going to work on a comic book, which I've been wanting to write for a long-ass time. <clears throat> but it is hard to find artists because artists have to work real jobs and things like that. 
And then the truth about uh, comic books is it, it takes, well, it doesn't take nothing, but it takes little to write the script compared to actually drawing it. I mean, the lion's share is obviously done by the artist. So an artist, if they're good, are occupied or they have other jobs. We're going to delay. See, here's the technology. The technology again. Oh, Rita. Rita. Uh, the mother, the patron saint mother of the older brother podcast, Rita is in the house. God bless her. I send you an email regarding that comic book. I know. I got it. I don't want to log in. I don't want to take my time from diverting from here. Everybody look in the chat room. Fago will uh, send his links and everything there. Fago also uh, donated 50 pesos, uh, Filipino pesos, which I don't know what that translates into here in the United States. But it's enough to buy Cappy a coffee. Um, <clears throat> Where do I want to go? What I want to talk about, there was good news. You know what? Where did, come on. What the fuck? Why is... Oh, God, I hate technology. That's going to be my goal when I'm older. I think TJ Martinell and the great one were correct. When I am older, I don't ever want to be on the internet again. I'll just I'll just disappear like uh, uh, Fisher, Bobby Fisher. You know he did real good, and I'll just disappear. I'll make my money and go away because it's not working. Uh, let's do good news first. Good news. I'm gonna teach you boys. I'm gonna help you boys up. Um, more than once. More than once. I have mentioned I'm flying Spirit Airlines, either mentioning it in passing, so on ass, or I more recently took a picture because I was flying out to Vegas and it showed the temperature. Now, I wasn't taking a picture of the uh, Gates screen board there because I wanted to show Spirit Airlines. I wanted to show people that it said it was 70 degrees in Las Vegas and in Minnesota it was 11. Ha, ha, ha. Fuck you guys. <clears throat> I'm going to where it's warm. Did anyone respond to the temperature? No. Everybody responded. Oh, my God. Spirit Airlines. Oh, are, are you expecting the plane to crash and then take a bus away? Say, ha, ha, ha. Oh, Spirit Airlines. Do you have to pay to, to take a shit? Da, da, da. And so um, I'm going to defend Spirit Airlines because not only have I never had any problems with Spirit Airlines, uh, and now I do because I think Spirit Airlines is the greatest airline for bachelors. Uh, because basically, I'll tell you, I'll tell you functionally why, but then I'm going to tell you what happened last night. But functionally, Spirit Airlines is for the minimalist. It is for the bachelor. If you're your standard American cow and sow, you know you're fat. You have to have luggage and baggage. When I went to Europe, all I did was carry a backpack. My buddy's like, where's the rest of your luggage? I'm like, this is it. And he looked at me shocked. And you know what? Europe was still there. We still enjoyed it just the same. You don't need uh, a suitcase. You don't. You need a backpack. You need underwear and socks and toiletries. That's it. That's all you need. The thing I love about Spirit Airlines is it's dirt cheap as long as you don't carry shit. You Now, you carry shit. You're going to be a bloated, obese uh, uh, gluttonous American fuck. Okay, then you go with United and Delta, and 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 you go pay your extra money and you, your extra leg room and all that other shit. But if you just carry a backpack or a laptop, now I'm down to a laptop when because when I go to Vegas, 
I got underwear and socks and toiletries over there. All I need is my laptop and my my traveling mic. That's it. Oh, it's great. It's wonderful. Just walk right in. Hey, there you go. Put that underneath the thing. Break out the headphones. Listen to some podcasts. Land, grab your thing. Walk out. People are fucking around with the overhead cabinets. No, I got to get my thing. I got my stuff. I got to get this. Lugging it around. Anyway, very fast, very efficient. Just it's just it's made for minimalists, bachelors. That's what Spirit Airlines is for. So it's already pretty cheap. Now they they're pretty cheap, but winter's coming up, and I enjoy Vegas. I enjoy Phoenix. It's where I'm going to winter. I leave I leave snow and cold and misery and no sun to you people who just love the seasons. I just love the seasons. Frosty the snowman had a really frozen dick. <clears throat> and then you sing la 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 and all that other stuff. Anyway, I go down south where it's warm. So I got to book the flights though when I come back because even though I'll be gone for two months, I kind of miss the family. So I'll, I'll book a flight back. And you, if you're lucky, if you're really lucky, you can get flights on spirits round trip for 150 bucks. Can't fly on the weekends, can't fly on Friday. Everybody flies in on Friday, flies out on Sunday. You can't do that. Thankfully, I'm self-employed because I'm an awesome person and I earned it. And so I'll fly out on a Tuesday, come back on a Tuesday, fly out on a Wednesday, come back on a Thursday, something like that. And usually you can get round trip flight, 150 bucks. Now you got to think about that. Think about that. For $150. $150. Capitalism and this company are so efficient that for $150, they can transport your ass at almost 600 miles an hour, 1,500 miles clear almost across the country, land. And then, of course, I have my deal where I get my $3 bus ride out to Henderson and then my three-mile walk. So basically, for $156 round trip, I can get to a house 1,530 miles away. (laughs) Round trip, two ways. In the olden days, that would have taken you, you know, by what, ox, I don't know, two months. The Donner Party didn't make it. A lot of people died to get attacked by Indians. Now, thankfully, they've quelled the Indians. No one's attacking you at McCarran International Airport. Yolanda. So you think that's pretty good? Oh, no. Oh, no. So I'm booking my flights last night. And you can do the thing on the internet where it's like my flights, my my dates are flexible because again, I'm not a chained, debt slaved, cubicle dwelling fuck. I'm an independent, self-employed individual, and I have what American forefathers fought for. It's called fucking freedom. I have no debt. I answer to no one. So <clears throat> I go and I do the adjustable flight thing and look at that. And all of a sudden. I see round trip flight for like $98, like 90, 98 buck night. And I don't have to wake up at like 5 a.m. Like these are afternoon flights. Captain can sleep in, catch the bus, go there. He's done. So I'm booking these things. So I start with Google because that Google has like a really good matrix. Start with Google, everybody. You all start with Google. Google flight, your town that you're at to the town you want to go to. And then Google has really good analytics that you can allow you to take a look at different flights. So it says, okay, well, the flight is with spirit. And I'm like, as it should be, as it always is. 
under $100, I can get to Vegas and back. It says, do you want a book with Google or do you want a book with Spirit? I click, I want a book with Spirit because I hate Google. I like Spirit. Google is just going to make it unnecessarily complicated. So it takes me to the Spirit thing. It says, okay, here's your date, but there's some other even cheaper flights. I said, no, it can't be cheaper than 50 bucks one way. And I look, $33 one way and another $33 other way. And all I had to do was join the $9 fare club. The $9 fare club. So I joined their club. You pay 50 bucks a year. And I saved almost the entire thing in this one flight because my price went from $100 down to $66 round trip. $66 to Vegas and back. And you people are slamming on Spirit Airlines. Oh, they don't serve me a cookie. Oh, I, I got to pay for my drinks. Oh, they don't have a first class. Yeah, but who gives a shit? You are, you, you are traveling at 600 miles an hour to a place. In three hours, you go from uh, testicle icicles to balmy warm. Where you're, but you go from where your balls have test, uh, icicles growing off of them to where your balls are sweaty because it's so hot in three hours for 66 bucks. And that gets you back. It gets you back. So I go and I, I text my buddy who's almost as cheap as me. I say, hey, I got this great deal. Um, the only reason I'm telling you is because you're the only one that appreciated all these other fat, gluttonous Americans. They think that there's something wrong with spirit, like you're going to get hepatitis if you fly on the airline or something. But I've had no problems with I'm like, well, that's a great deal. Then I see they break it down. Spirit breaks it down. Like our cut and the government's cut. And I was shocked to find out that out of the $66, 24 of it was taxes. <clears throat> so it's really only costing me, like between me and Spirit Airlines, they can get me to Vegas and back for $42. I can't even drive to the southern end of the metro with my truck and back. For $42, they have a plane, a multi-million dollar plane that I'm going to lease from them a seat for roughly six hours round trip. And they're only going to charge me $42 to haul my ass about what? 1,600 miles, 3,200 round trip. And you guys bitch and whine, oh, oh, you got to pay for a soda? Uh, uh, what, uh, is somebody next to you farting? It's like, And I just, I'm just, I'm, I'm amazed with Spirit Airlines. I'm amazed. Everybody should be flying with Spirit Airlines. Like if you're going to go, I, I don't know. Let's say you're going very, very, let's say you're flying to Colombia or you're flying, uh, you know, across the Pacific or to Europe. All right. Maybe, maybe you want uh, maybe a little bit of extra leg room or maybe you want some food. You know, maybe, maybe you want to bring some luggage. I don't know. <laughs> so I can see maybe now, but. My God, you can't go three hours without a, without a snack. You can't eat before you get on the plane. I mean, forty two dollars, forty two, sixty six with the feds. And you all wonder how I saved up the money. You all, I don't make that much money, guys. I don't make that much money, but I spend even less. And even coming from my own choir, even coming from my own team, oh, spirit, what the hell, man? I'm like, what? Are you flying the Concord? 
last I checked, you weren't exactly rolling in the dough there, Phipps. Everybody should be flying Spirit Airlines. Everybody. <clears throat> Anybody who wants to, like, you know, save up money for retirement. Uh, what else? Uh, Joe Jones. Oh, here. Figo. Figo says, buy my crap. Well, where's the link, Figo? I got to send everybody there. Joe Jones, single mothers. No, we're not. No, no. The older brother is the nice, the nice channel. This is the nice channel. This is the one that Google can't uh, ban. Uh, our mother, Rita, says, it makes me sad when you call us pasty. Well, okay. <clears throat> not everyone is pasty. Not all white people are pasty. Some Scandinavians are pasty. Italians are not pasty. They're tan. There's diversity in all of us. I know, but it's it's like the, the dopey. Come on. And Rita, don't tell me you're these fat lard asses wearing a Hawaiian shirt and sandals from Wisconsin flying out to Vegas. You're not one of those types. Don't tell you. Come on. You got to admit, there's pasty white people. There's some people that fit the stereotype. And if you don't believe me, once again, I will take field trips to Wyoming and you too will learn to hate certain white people. <laughs> it's I'm not, not making it up either. I wish I was being sarcastic. My God. Not everybody looks like Sean Connery and comports themselves like Sophia Loren. I wish it was that way. You know? And not not all black people comport themselves like Lena Horne and um, oh, who's the other guy? Uh, talented actor. Still alive today. Last man, not last man standing. Man on fire. Why can't I remember his name? Not Clive Owen. Denzel Washington. All right. All the races has the ones they point to as, hey, look at us over here, huh? Look at us. Yeah. Well, then there's always the, uh, maybe maybe don't look over there. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't look over there. Don't, don't go over there. No, that's, that, that's not us. That's not us. That's something else. That's our bad cousin, Harry. He has nothing to do with our race. No, no. He doesn't represent us. Uh, YouTube seems to block links. Oh, okay. Well, spell it out. Please buy one, or if you can't, leave a review, even ca a crappy one. I'm wondering, can I put, no, I can't put images up. Because I'd like to put the image up of, uh... well, wait, maybe I can. Hang on now. <clears throat> Hang on. I think we can do this. Does this, no, cameraman. Screen share. Okay, this is going to give everybody a headache. All right, you know what? Let me do this first. Um, I'm going to pull up the image. Just be prepared if you're watching the screen. It's going to like do the the zil like when you put two mirrors facing each other, it just goes on to infinity. Let me see if I can't find the image. I'll just pull up the image there. All right. Now share that. I don't know. Do people see this? People see the image. I'm hoping it looks like, I don't know. This is again, technology. Google Hangouts is sharing your screen with hangouts.google.com. All right. So there you go. That's the cover. That's Figo's work, a handiwork on the right. 
That's your lovable captain over there in South Dakota on the left. Gotta stop sharing. You guys, I hope that worked out. Over here. Um, let's get the sponsors out of the way. Uh, so what do we got? Uh, we all know olderbrother.com slash donate if you want to donate, but donating doesn't get you anything, but doing your Christmas shopping through the Amazon affiliate program link there at that website, olderbrother.com slash donate, uh, not yeah. Donate. If you see the Amazon affiliate link, click on that and just go buy your stuff. That's how you can help out the show. If you still feel like donating, we got Patreon. That link is there too. There's a PayPal if you want to donate through PayPal. You don't need to have an account. You just need a credit card. But the best way is to do your uh, all your online shopping through the Amazon affiliate program there. I get a 7% cut of all your purchases. It doesn't cost you anything more. So do all your Christmas shopping through that affiliate now. And then do all of your online shopping for the rest of your life through that affiliate. Because if you do that, then the old Capmeister, God almighty, I could start writing more books. I'm going to have a backlog of books that I've never written. When I die, I'm going to have a ton of books I've never written. Would like to, but I don't. Uh, we also have uh, sponsors, uh, of which I'm going to be very brief with. The Pence Principle. Lessons all men must learn from Ford Kavanaugh. Uh, please get that for any young man who hit puberty and is chasing the girls to warn them about just how weaponized and evil women can be at times. Uh, if you don't want your son to invest all this time, effort, and money into a career and they get falsely accused of sexual harassment at work and then never be able to work again, please protect his and your investment by getting him the Pence Principle. Then there's the Great Emu War. That's also available at Amazon.com. Uh, written by the-quintessentialist.blogspot.com. So he has the blog, the-quintessentialist.blogspot.com. He writes posts like I do of a political nature. But then he also wrote a book called The Great Emu War, where it's a libertarian, uh, I wouldn't say documentary, what would we call it? Moral fable, lesson to learn about when the government goes to war with basically an ostrich and it loses. Maybe government's not the most competent thing ever. So check that out. The Great Emu War. It's kind of funny. You can find that on Amazon.com. Arrowheadwatchboxes.com. If you're looking for something to get your father or your mother and they're old and they have some jewelry or some watches, or just, you know, something nice, like a little, like it looks like a humidor, actually, a little humidor. Um, it's a nice little, not timepiece. What would you call it? It's a little, it's like a, a fancy jewelry box. That's that's what it is. Go to arrowheadwatchboxes.com. Check that out. Get that for uh, anyone that, <clears throat> you know, happens to have watches that they want to store. Sethheimsindemandcareer.com. Uh, since you guys are all predominantly younger brothers and sisters, I know many of you do not want to go to college or you're going to college and you hate it and you'd like to just get to work. May I recommend an alternative, uh, indemandcareer.com. Uh, this is a friend of mine, Seth, Seth Himes. He runs this outfit. Um, and it basically teaches you marketing and SEO optimization and digital marketing. Um, and there's a demand for it. Uh, I would not be recommending this as much. He's not even paying me for this. I just said I would because uh, he, he's gotten a lot of people, jobs and careers and out of poverty. And uh, it's perfectly ideal for a lot of you out there. If you don't know where to go, uh, you don't know what to do. Uh, this is you. You can bang out the training in about three months if you really put your mind to it. 
And then uh, he's got stories of people making 40, 50 grand a year right off the bat. Um, and this isn't some period marketing thing. Check it out, indemandcareer.com. Uh, if you are looking for a job and you don't want to be working your crappy job, you're working now. Ridge Wallet, ridgewallet.com. I have it right here. Here it is. Very nice wallet, titanium wallet. And it's one of those, um, basically, it's like a credit card holder with a money clip added to it. It's RFID proof so no one can scan your wallet and steal your ID. The only thing I don't like about it is that it's, I, I like it because it's metal. It's very chic, very sharp, but you really have to wear this on your belt or you have to wear it in a side pocket because if you put this in your ass pocket, uh, it is going to be a pain in your ass because it, there's no give. It's titanium. This thing will not break, which is a selling point and, and also a drawback if you're putting it in your ass. So don't put this in your ass. Boys, girls, do not put wallets in your ass. Uh, but if you're looking for a nice another nice Christmas gift, this would be very sharp for dad or a father, or a, which is the same thing, or a, a brother, uncle. Although my nieces, they probably won't get me this. What's great is my nieces draw me things, and I put them up on my fridge. And yeah, I do save them all. I do. And I'm going to make them into a book when I'm older, so I'm in the nursing home, and they don't talk to me anymore because I'm not cool. Or they're off running around, <laughs> becoming feminists, and, and destroying Western civilization. I can remember fonder times. By pulling out the old, I do. I actually have, and it's not just my nieces. I have, um, I know this may shock you, but I also have friends. And some of these friends had kids. And some of these kids, especially when they were older, they thought, or younger, they thought I was cool and they draw me things. So I always save that and I put it. So one of these days I'll put it into like a, a photo book and I'll have my little photo book of the little kids' drawings that they made for me. Even I even have some, some pictures when I substitute taught. Gosh, 15 years ago. 16 years ago? Yeah, 16 years ago when I substitute taught. Oh, God, those kids are adults now. Kindergarten, they drew me pictures. Oh, horrible pictures. Just horrible. They can't draw for shit at five. It's just, just what, what is that? What? That's me? How is that me? Why do I have a horn coming out of my cheek? What is, why, why, where did you see a horn coming out of my cheek? My legs do not look what it's like. Oh, thanks, kid. You know, and then they hug your leg. You're like, oh, all right, maybe you're all right. Get the hell out of here. Uh, anyway, so those are the uh, the uh, the sponsors. So go check that stuff out. See it there. Uh, trying to keep an eye on the live stream. Capitalism has killed one billion. Sure, it has. Mm-hmm. My people. Uh huh. Yep. <clears throat> and the chat room has gone south. <laughs> All right. Uh, from inkedmag.com. Unfortunately, I was trying to find uh, a good article. I can't even say an article that came from a reputable news source because no such thing really exists anymore. Uh, and I didn't, I heard about this through social media and people pointing it out. The thought audit and good old Roosh, Roosh started this. God bless him. God bless him. At the, hey, you know, you left us. You, you, you didn't give the man anywhere else to go. You had to hound him down. You had to take away everything. The man does not hate women. The man is not pro rape. 
Uh, and this is why there is no real news anymore. It's propaganda. It's uh, They lie. There's, there's no more simpler way to point this out. The media lied about Roosh, period. And what's sad is you can't even say it's the media lying because the media will lie. That's, that's how they sell uh, clicks and links and eyeballs. But shame on society and Amazon and Google or YouTube or anyone else out there who purposely ignored the fact that it is satire, that Roosh is not pro-rape, that Roosh does not hate women. And if you lack the, I don't know if it's the intelligence, certainly people do not lack the intelligence. If you lack the work ethic, the energy to expend, if you're too lazy to actually go and read and research what Roosh has written and what he stands for, uh, but then you're still going to judge him or whatever, well, then you're a hypocrite. You're, you're one of the lowest forms of life. You should be ashamed of yourself uh, because we're no longer talking <clears throat> truth. And, and therefore, we may not even be talking about Because if you're going to be talking about lies, then that, that's a, a, a fruitless endeavor, a complete waste of time. So I wanted to find an article that synopsized, summarized the thought audit and about the only place I could find one was called inked mag, which is obviously biased right there. There's a woman who has mutilated her body. She's got pink hair tattoos all over. It's sad because she's got a good body too. She'd be pretty otherwise, but you know, she decided to slap a bunch of bumper stickers on a Ferrari. Uh, incels versus cam girls versus the IRS. What's the thought audit? Is the IRS coming after girls with premium Snapchats? Uh, last week, the psychological thriller Cam premiered on Netflix and exposed a very real fear within the community of online creators, identity theft, and being locked out of one's own account. However, it appears that a much more legitimate and consequential concern has been brought up with the culture within the culture of sex workers, tax evasion, and fraud. Now, there's no question that sex workers, specifically Cam girls and women who operate premium Snapchats, are, is Snapchat, is that where they are now? I remember there was a site where it was like the the Walmart of cam girls. You could just pick whatever cam girl and watch it. But it wasn't Snapchat. I know Snapchat is an app because all the kids use it. That's one of the things I don't have. Uh, are not the only group who should be worried about the repercussions of tax evasion. However, they've recently come under fire by internet trolls. Take a look at what social media is calling the thought audit and let us know your thoughts on this controversial discussion in the comments. How is this controversial? You're tax evaders. You're, tax, you're stealing from the taxpayer. Well, I don't care what vehicle or, or how you make your money. I, I'm all for people making money, however. But if you're not paying your taxes, people have every right to get pissed. Uh, online sex workers are generally not employed under an agency or a corporation. Therefore, when it comes to reporting their income to the IRS and filing in their taxes... They're on their own. And this past Friday, the hashtag thought audit began trending after a tweet by a notorious woman hating wrong Inc. magazine. You're wrong. You're lying. You did not do your research. He does not hate women. Roosh does not hate women. Personality Roosh V went viral. Roosh V, who has previously posted videos such as 30 things wrong with American women. Well, that doesn't mean he hates women. Criticism is a form of love because you want people to improve. I'm critical of various groups of people, not because I hate them, but because I'd like them to do better. Caught the attention of social media after posting a tweet that informed his followers of the IRS Whistleblowers Informant Award, which grants 30% of a person's collected taxes if they are reported for evasion or fraud. Uh, 
if that's true, I think I got I could be like the repo man. Um I oh man, there's a 30% commission on that. Dude, I gotta get back into banking. <laughs> Fuck that. Hey, I wanna come work at a bank. Why? I, I just wanna. Uh, okay. What do you want for Sally? Nothing. Uh, just just I'll work for free. Just give me people's tax returns. Just oh. Had I known about this working as a credit analyst, I would have made a ton of money. Roosh used this post as an incentive for his followers to report thoughts to the IRS so they can receive monetary gain. Or how about report uh, criminals, thieves? So here's Roosh's post. If you report a thought to the IRS and they collect taxes from her, you can receive up to 30% of the amount. There is actually a financial incentive to defeating thuggery. <laughs> Here it is. All right. IRS. It's the website. Rush did a screenshot. Whistleblower office home. All right. There was an uproar from both sides of the aisle. No, there wasn't. As his tweet was published with plenty of backlash and support for, his, for this movement. However, there are many specific conditions that apply for someone to qualify for this award. First, there must be legitimate proof that someone has not paid taxes and have access to their social security number. Second, most typical most cases typically deal with earners of over two hundred thousand to two million per year. So what? I don't care. What is this? Is, is, is it like ah uh, fuck the rich again all the time? Like oh I make less than this so I can go ahead and be a criminal? I can participate in tax evasion? Um, uh, it's extremely unlikely for a case to make it to court. Yeah, but, <clears throat> oh, well, okay, then we sh we should just not pay taxes, huh? Pretty girls don't have to pay taxes, I guess, right? Poor people shouldn't have to pay taxes, right? The IRS is looking for solid information on educated guess or unsupported speculation. We are also looking for a significant federal tax issue. This is not a program for resolving personal problems or disputes about a business relationship. Uh, many, that's a quote from somebody that she did not cite. Uh, many have already spoken out against the thought audit movement, claiming that the trend is less about taxes and more about the hatred of women. No, it's, it's, it's not about the hatred of women. It's about you, you stealing money. Oh, vice contributor. Oh, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to read what vice contributor wrote because that's not a thing. What do you think about the social media sensation? Should cam girls and other online creators be concerned about taxes? Yes. Yes. Wait, why, why, why? Oh no, nobody go ahead. Evade taxes. Commit crime. Should someone be worried about murdering someone in cold blood in the street? No, because you're a cute girl with big tits. So you don't have to worry about it. Who will the IRS be after next? Hopefully everyone who's evading taxes. Hopefully, hopefully all the tax dodgers. I would say, when will someone put an end to the incel insanity? I, I don't know if you knew this, but Rush had an incel. Share your thoughts and questions in the comment on Facebook by Devon Preston, Instagram. Almost a drag queen. What the hell is this? Oh, it's sad when they're pretty and then they just mar their body. <clears throat> this reminds me, I got a, I promised Randall I'd read an article, not an article, a segment of his book. Um, because it talks about body mutilation and tattoos and the underlying psychology. Good Lord. Uh, 
oh, she has 1,100 followers and she's following 3,300. She's a success. What's her website? DevonPreston.com. Let's take a look at this. Inked. Ooh, she wrote for Inked. CV. How much you want to bet engineering is not going to be listed once in the CV? Well, let me see the CV. Associate Editor. Inked Magazine. Junior Editor. Editorial Intern. That's it. That's that's oh, education, bachelor's of arts in journalism, Hofstra associations, her campus VP alum, internship, freelance sites I've never heard, relevant skills, Adobe Photoshop and InDesign, HTML and CSS, SEO, Google Analytics, Fluent and AP Style. My God, she actually lists Facebook, Instagram, and you. Oh, YouTube Analytics. Okay, social media man. Blah 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 blah. blah. I I would say this would be causing great damage and concern, but no one's heard of Ink Magazine and no one's ever heard of Devon Press. I, like I said, the only reason I cited that uh, article is because it did a thorough job. That's all there is to be said about it. I, most of the news out there is on discussion boards and all that, but God bless you, Roosh. That is outstanding. We, you need to take more clever, precisely placed sniper shots like this. The little work that, not little work, and I put a lot of thought into it, but the few calories of energy he expended on that, look at how much he cost them in terms of economic warfare to get work and finances. And finances. It's a meme going around where there's, uh, it's from, uh, Oh, what's the Dungeons and Dragons show? Lord of the Rings, and it's Gimli and the and the elf guy. So I never thought I'd fight with the IRS on my side. And then instead of the creatures, it's uh, it's the thoughts. Elkins has got this problem too. A lot of young, pretty ladies think that. Well, if I get money through PayPal, do I have to pay for it? Like, if I make money on a web channel, do do I have to pay for it? It happens all the time. You all know, like, this happened to me twice, but you all know that Democrat votes, Democrat votes for higher taxes. Higher, and then they get that one good year as a self-employed individual. And then even, even when you tell them, hey, you got to make quarterly estimated tax payments, they don't do it because, one, they're liberal, two, they're stupid, and three, they're ignorant, no matter what their education is. Had a guy just like that. Went into mortgage brokering in like 2004 when the economy was really hot. Housing market was really hot. Guy cleared six figures. Did he save any money? Did he make any estimated tax payments? No. Then he comes to me, the libertarian, you know, because I like we argued about it. Oh, dude, I, I, I owe like $40,000. This isn't fair. What the f-? It's like, what the fuck? You, you hypocritical piece of shit. Fuck you. Pay your fucking taxes. What is it? Hot chicks and liberals don't have to pay taxes? You think voting for socialism didn't have consequences? It's great when leftists make it into like the top, not even 1%, you know, like the top 30% and they're self-employed and they got to pay taxes. They actually have to cut the check 
because they're such mindless sheep. They don't they don't bother to look at the breakdown of their their check. It just is automatic deposit. I just called that pay. I just pay. You know, we just need to pay a little bit more. Not even knowing how much they paid in the first place. Oh God, what do we got? What do we got? Nothing in the chat room. All right, there we go. Oh, I don't want to do Speaking of other people's money, hang on. I should pull this up. Uh, De Niro and his wife. Where was it? Uh, <clears throat> that's wasn't what was I looking for. No, I don't want to sign up for your fucking program. Nero divorce. I'm not looking for gossip. I'm looking for a very specific thing. Coffee. That's what I was looking for. Coffee. Uh, is this it? Oh, is this page six? That's another thing. They re-exchanged vows. That never works out, does it? Remarrying. <clears throat> what the fuck is the mention about coffee? Oh, yeah, I can't do that on. Net worth. Grace Hightow, her net worth is nothing. Uh, let's just read through it. Maybe it'll come up. If not, I'll tell you what it was. Uh, Robert De Niro and his wife of two decades have reportedly spit a uh, split. The taxi driver star and Grace Hightower are no longer living together, according to page six sources, and they will announce the breakup in the coming weeks. De Niro hasn't been spotted at events with his wife for months, prompting speculation. The couple of relations has hit a rocky patch. How hard is it to just be nice and stay in shape? How hard is that? Uh, an insider tells the outlet they are not living together at this time. Another source adds he's been at a few things since the very end of the summer without her and rumor has it. They are done. The actor and high and high tower who shared two kids together, tied the knot in 1997 after dating for nearly a decade. And did Nero file divorce from his wife? <laughs> it's bad when the guy files it in 1999, but the couple quickly put the troubles to one side. And the separation was called off. Five years later, the De Niro's renewed their wedding vows at a ceremony in the Catskills, because of course, in front of celebrity friends, ba 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 He fell for Hightower in 1987 when she was working at Mr. Chow in London, and he was a guest during her romance with the marriage to the movie star. She also tasted success as an actress, singer, philanthropist, and entrepreneur. There it is, launching charity coffee brand, Coffee of Rwanda, in 2013. Is an actor on Okay, hang on. That's what it was. He was complaining somewhere. I read that he was complaining that her her coffee wasn't making money. 
and it was costing him more. This is where I get sick and tired. Uh, give me a second here, guys. I should have looked this up before I was doing it. And I, I hate going through this slop, these websites. Uh, <clears throat> there's Sun Elliot. No. All this crap. Okay. Uh, while Hightower and De Niro lived in New York, she often travels to Rwanda. She is the... Founder and CEO of Coffee of Grace, a coffee maker and distributor that sources beans from Rwanda. She started the company in 2012. Dude, this is this is the classic example. I married into money and now I'm bored. And so I'm going to have my husband uh, pay for a fucking hobby. Uh, through direct sourcing, fair trade, and ethical practices and environmental stewardship, our dedication to the coffee farmers of Rwanda will allow them to create a sustainable business that can be passed from one generation to the next, she says in the company's mission statements. The Wall Street Journal says she often travels to Rwanda to oversee the company's operations personally. She was inspired by Rwanda President Paul Kagame, who called on the international community to trade with his country instead of sending aid for a poor company experience to travel. Ba 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 da ba. Hopefully, our business model will inspire their future entrepreneurs. They have no because the it's a nonprofit. It is a nonprofit, and she needed to be bailed out. This is standard coma money, boys. All right, all right. I know many of you don't know what this is. Let's. Talk about coma money. Let's talk about coma. It's very important, boys. Very important. When a boy lusts a girl, not love, lusts, because she's got big, fat old titties, and she's very cute, and she has no other assets, she is going to lust after your money in return because she doesn't want to work for a living. And what would always happen, not always, but inevitably and commonly happen in banking, is you would have a dentist or a doctor, or uh, otherwise successful man, making all the money. He filed joint return. He's obviously making all the money. And then there'd be a Schedule C in there. Schedule C is just a, a form on your tax return that uh, is for a business. And on the top of the Schedule C would be Wifey Pooh's name. Would it be for a vaccination to cure childhood leukemia? Would the Schedule C be for a experimental fuel that would lower emissions and increase fuel efficiency? No. Was it for a new type of computer that would allow us to do more calculations, make markets more efficient, and be of benefit? No. It was always some lame-ass charity. And by charity, I mean special bus. Okay, well, they're special needs child. Oh, you mean a retard? You mean a retard? Kid, kids retard. I just want to make sure we're using the correct words that the English language has already amply provided us with. <clears throat> and so it would be a charity. It would be a basket case. It would be a joke. And the it never, they never make money. There'd always be red ink at the bottom. And then you look at the cash flow. Say, how does she lose money year after year after year after year? But it's still in business. And then you'd find out, oh, here's a $50,000 check from hubby to wifey poo. And that's called coma. K-H-O-M-A. Keep her off my ass money. Usually they're empty nesters. Kids not around. Wifey poo has nothing to do. 
She sure as fuck ain't going to go to school to get a degree in engineering. Why, that would be work. She wouldn't follow her husband's lead to get a CPA and join him at his office. Oh, no, that'd be work. But you see, I just want to, you know, I like, I like working with hair. So I think I'm going to open up a beauty place, you know, sell oils and scents and candles. Or, or I, you know, I like... I like stuffed animals. I'm going to open up a little a, a little shop, a consignment shop. That, you know, we'll drink espresso. I have a little biscotti for all the women to come in here. Never had a shot in a million years at making money. Never. It was just to get his wife off his ass, get her out of the fucking house so that guy could go be a surgeon and make the real money. And always, 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 boys, I'd always see it. I run a business. I remember running into her. She was an interior designer. I'm like, you run a business. What's your business? I'm an interior designer. No, 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 no. If you sell makeup through one of the pyramid schemes or you're in Amway or you're doing a wine tasting, those are not businesses. Those are money losing hobbies that your husband's going to have to bail you out of. Okay. That's what those are. Those are not businesses. Okay. Oh, I'm sure you file a Schedule C. It's not a business until the number at the bottom is not red, but black. Consistently, year after year. And by significant amounts, that it warrants the hundreds of hours you may have spent on it over the course of the year, putting that shithole of a company together. Company. But oh, do these women think that, oh, I'm a businesswoman. I'm a business. You know, dude, I can play make-believe too. I can make believe when I'm playing video games that like I actually am a World War II commando, that I'm fighting uh, uh, vainly to hold the Germans off from Arnheim and Operation Market Garden. I can imagine that I am a space commander and I am flying a jet. But you know, when I turn off the Xbox, I am thoroughly ensconced and anchored into the real world. These jokes of women, including Robert De Niro's wife, are not businesswomen. You're not entrepreneurs you are and i'm going to say this i want you guys to pay attention I want everybody to pay attention you are parasites because you are costing other people not their money their time robert de niro has to work extra time to pay for wifey poo's money losing hobby right because money just doesn't come out of the sky well i guess for for coma wifey poo's it does the husband just showers them with it But that money inevitably must come from somewhere else. And how money is gained in today's world and economy and will be forever is one must sacrifice their time uh, providing something of value and service to a real business, a real entity that actually makes something that people want. uh, And then they get money and then they give that to you. And there was somewhere in there where De Niro was pissed off about how much money uh, his wife's hobby, parasitic hobby, You know, if it's a hobby, you say, I'm going to lose money. All right, that's cool. Like motorcycle. I don't make money on motorcycle. That's a hobby. I don't dare say I'm a professional motorcyclist. That's lying. That's arrogance. That's hubris. I am not a professional motorcycle rider. I don't make money riding motorcycles. But by God, I wonder, I'd be very curious to see what percentage of quote unquote women entrepreneurs actually make money versus having a hobby. Take coma money out of it or not. I'm very curious. Although I, uh, the same could be said of men. I remember working in banking, all these dipshit washed out dude bros. I'm going to start a bar. I'm going to run a shop. 
but don't tell me. Oh, and then they have the, the audacity to go and speak. They're like, I'm going to be a speaker. I'm going to speak. Uh, you know who's the epitome of this? You know who's the epitome of this hypocrisy? Uh, hypocrisy? Uh, Ariana Huffington. I don't even think the Huffington Post makes money in these constant infusions of cash. Maybe it does. But you know where she got her money? By being a – well, look it up right here. I think she comes from wealth. I think she's like some almost royalty. And then she married a Republican rich guy and divorced him and took him for half. Hang on. Ariana Huffington. Huffington. How much do you want to bet this failure – who never actually made her own money, uh, is like, oh, of course she is. She's speaking and talking and giving advice. I don't want to take money. For, I don't want to take advice from a money losing person. I want to take mo- advice from someone who is who is a net economic parasite. It shows they don't know what they're talking about. I mean, anyone can take advice. You know, uh, <clears throat> hey, do what I do, and they take advice from uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, you can follow that advice as long as your dad was the mayor of Baltimore and you're rich as fuck. Oh, you can take anyone's advice when you marry a billionaire. Sure. Just ask John Kerry. Uh, Huffington, the former wife of Republican Congressman uh, Michael Huffington, co-founder of uh, Huffington Post, which is now owned by AOL. She's a popular conservative commentator, which after the late 90s, she offered liberal viewpoints of public. I remain involved in the business industry as independent governor. California lost. Yeah, I mean, she, she'll put her finger up in the air. And say which way is the wind blowing? I'm gonna go that way. Uh, AOL bought in 2011. <laughs> Early life. Uh, born in Athens, Greek. Daughter of Christantinos, <clears throat> a journalist and management consultant, Ely, and is the sister of Agapi, author, speaker, performer. Of the United Kingdom, studied economics at Girton College, the first foreign and third female president of Cambridge Union. She also studied comparative religion. Okay, so I had no intention of studying. Sharon is a death, a big love, blah, 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 writing and avoiding work. Two traveled to music festivals around the world for the BBC. They spent summers patronizing three star restaurants of France. Oh boy, she put in her dues. 73, she writes a book. 79, she sings a record. Her tits get her in a national review. Let's go. Okay, hang on. Where's the husband? Michael Huffington. Huffington, American bi, sexual, lesbian, gay activist, and film producer... Married, blah, 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 Blorn Dallas. Oh, he came from, well, yeah, founder of the Natural Gas Exploration, Roy M. Huffington. Okay, all right, so she married into money. Yeah. The irony of how these people cannot make a goddamn dime. And just sell worthless assets to AOL. All right, what else we got here? Anything else in the chat? Holy shit, Mike. $25 super chat. Thank you, Mike. Mike writes, thank you for your service there. And that was it? You didn't want me to, like, do a song and dance? Shit, $25. I'll go I'll go sing the Michigan rag or something. Anybody remember Michigan Frog? 
Everybody do the Michigan rag. Everybody hop, hop, stop, jump, pop, 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 Hang on, let me see if I can say something. I don't know. Mine went through. Oh, what else we got? Ooh, let's do this. Some advice uh, for you youngins out there. Let me give you some advice. You don't want to be homeless, okay? Uh, And another bit of advice, because these are tough tough things. Thank God you have me, the older brother, to tell you this. Um, You don't want to be homeless. And you don't want to do or deal heroin, okay? In case you are wondering, there's some confusion on that aspect. Well, do I want to do heroin? No. Well, okay, I won't do heroin, but should I deal it? The answer would also be no. And by the way, pay your fucking tax. Just, just, you know, some basic advanced concepts in life. The Twin Cities, uh, for reasons beyond me, it got me, uh, there's a tent city that formed in fall in Minneapolis. Fall, Minneapolis. Uh, and another thing, if you're wondering, is it cold in Minnesota? Yes, it's very cold. And, and it, the only state that's colder is Alaska. Minnesota is the second coldest state in the nation. We regularly have temperatures that go 10 degrees below zero or colder. I think the worst I experienced was minus 38. Uh, so a tent city forms. As fall is falling, and fall's not pleasant either. I mean, it was eight degrees two, three weeks ago at night. We, we'll get cold spell. You get a snowstorm. We had a snowstorm in 1991 uh, on, on Halloween. And you'd think that, okay, <clears throat> the homeless people are going to inevitably uh, decamp. They'll get a Greyhound bus, and they'll go down south. Uh, and this tent city's just growing. And what's beautiful about this is the city. See, now you have to understand people of Minneapolis, they they cannot help themselves but to do as much as possible for degenerates, parasites, and losers. Now, forget the winners. They hate the winners. Uh, they'll tax them. But they cannot rush enough to the aid of people who fucked up their own lives. They just can't. So instead of like, hey, you fucking morons. It's going to get really cold here. Why don't you get on a bus and go down to Florida or Oklahoma or something? What the wise municipal and community leaders, all socialists, by the way, decided is we're going to take care of our homeless. We got a problem. We're going to take care of our homeless. Which would be good if you weren't socialists. And the number one reason government fails is because it relies on socialist and leftist people who are incompetent, lazy, and can't do shit. I mean, at least somebody with Down syndrome can work at McDonald's. I'm not joking when I say this. A leftist socialist person can't work because it's against the rules, morals, and ethics. They are cowardly afraid of work. They fear work and real toil more than anything else. So these people promise something they can't deliver to these poor people out on the uh, <clears throat> in the tent city. They said, we're going to build a community a facility to house you during winter. Well, I don't know about you guys. Winter's here. 
it snowed, it dropped to single digits, and this this facility ain't up and running yet. And I think there's a uh, there's actually a little bit of an Indian reservation in the actual city limits of Minneapolis. I think it's called Blue Earth. Um, and so there's like a, a housing project. It's Native American land, um, <clears throat> and a disproportionate number of the people in the tent city are uh, American Indians. And so uh, one of the leaders of this uh, particular tribe says, well, look, this is our people. We'll take care. Of oh yeah. I'm sure you will. Sure. You will. What could possibly go wrong with a bunch of virtue signaling white people who sit on the Minneapolis council, a bunch of community activists who fear and loathe work and the American Indian uh, uh, <coughs> reservation leadership, which has always done great. Well, actually I can't, I can't mock ridicule that you go down to mystic Lake. That tribe knows what they're doing. There's some really nice houses. They got houses nicer than mine. There's another reservation out in Montana where you look around. They got, you know, the ranchers, they got very nice. Okay, so there's a, this is not one of those reservations. It's not as bad as Pine Ridge. Uh, but this is, this is not the Winnetka of Indian reservations. And uh, I'm sure that they too are leftists and the solution is always going to be other people's money. So uh, <clears throat> fortunate or not, however you view the people in the tent city, uh, it's cold now. I mean, I even went and got myself a sandwich and I had to step outside. My, yeah, it is cold. It's cold. And it's going to drop the sale. Let's take a look at the weather. What's the weather going to be tonight, Aaron? Twenty-four. It's going to drop to fifteen, and we got a warming trend. It's going to get up to thirty-eights for highs, twenty-eights for lows. Uh, <clears throat> and this is still November. January is the worst. We're still two months away from that. I don't want to sleep at twenty-eight degrees. Oh no, tonight's going to be fourteen. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh God. So they were interviewing some of these homeless people like, hey, are you worried about winter? No, we got a community here. We're going to stay. This is our town. This is our place. It's like, yeah, uh, okay, that's that's nice. But uh, are you worried about winter? I mean, it just doesn't get to these guys. Now, a lot of these people are on drugs and they're doped up and they're beyond reason. I mean, you got to wonder what the decision-making ability of people are to set up a tent city in late fall in Minnesota. So I don't think reason or rationalization or or logic is going to get through to them. But here, this is this is what I love. This is what I love. See, because it's all about the people. These these leftists are all about the people. Minneapolis homeless encampment organizer under investigation for dealing heroin at camp. One of the main organizers at the South Minneapolis home, homeless encampment is under investigation for dealing heroin at the camp at the camp, according to a search warrant. James Cross is the leader of the... I see, this isn't... It's not that he's just the leader of one of these homeless camp encampments. Listen to what he's one of the leaders of. James Cross is the leader of the group Natives Against Heroin, which has been running the tent city for months. You <clears throat> run a tent city in Minnesota on the precipice of winter. And your flagship brand name is Natives Against Heroin, which I'm for. But then your leader is dealing heroin. It's like men against raping little children. 
and you find out your leader is the Pope. No, I'm kidding. Oh, I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> that one's for the Beckloff. That one's for the Beckloff. And then you find out your leader is a pedophile. You know, and, th- and this is so classically leftist. We're such good doers. We're such do-gooders. We're, we're virtue signaling. No, you're not. You're just a bunch of scumbags. NHA, NAH can't do it all, but we do what we can, said Cross weeks ago in an interview with Fox 9. If we left today, imagine what this would be. Strong controlling the weak. They're, they're, they're all going to die of hypothermia. Forget who's in command. And that's, isn't it nice how he's like a self-appointed leader? We, you need us. You need us to lead you. You know, if I'm in an encampment, the, probably the reason I'm there is to avoid authority. Not that I've done anything wrong, but if I'm like camping out, you know, in a tent city, it's because I don't want to participate in society. And I don't need any more authority or rules or regulators and another form of government over me. Minneapolis police suspect, it's Cross who may be controlling the week. According to a search warrant, informants and others in the camp say Cross is involved in selling heroin in the tent camp. While conducting surveillance, police observe Cross enter a variety of tents for brief stops, two to five minutes. One of those tents is occupied by a known heroin dealer. Cross denied the allegations in an interview Monday night. No, no, I shut down drug houses, he said. I shut down people who deal dope out here. Police got the warrant after Cross posted a video to Facebook showing members of NHA tearing down the tent of a suspected heroin dealer. Police sources uh, tell Fox 9 it was an orchestrated show and that Cross is allowing other dealers he controls to stay. That scene followed the overdose of Pamela Rivera. I remember this, yeah, uh, who just a few hours earlier had accused NHA of hoarding food and clothes. Oh, my God. It's like a movie. It's like Negan's in command. Um. Pamela Rivera is like the third death that she was 51. You know, I, again, getting back to my first segment of this show, uh, you may not like the fact that a lot of these people on, on drugs or whatever in the tent city are costing the taxpayer money. That may irk you, but let's get advanced ball forward. Uh, here's Pamela Rivera, 51. She was addicted to heroin. And her final days was living in a tent city on the precipice of a Minnesota winter. How fun do you think her life was? You know, anytime you get pissed, and you have every right to get pissed off that leftists are taking your money and they hate you because of the color of your skin or your gender or just simply because you have a work ethic. They don't. Basic, boring, green envy, class warfare. All right, I get, and they can vote. <clears throat> they can vote to take your money and all that. But you could give these people all the money in the world. They'll still piss it away. They'll still ruin. They'll still have horrible lives because they have a mental problem. They love laziness and sloth more than anything else, more than other humans, more than the loved ones, more than their children. And it ruins them. It ruins them. You know, this woman was poor her entire life when at any time she could have gotten a job, got a degree, not had kids. I don't know if she had kids or not. I'm just going to assume. I'm going to assume that they're not doing well either. The warrant obtained on October 4th sought data, images, and messages that were part of Cross's Facebook accounts, but the warrant was never served on Facebook. The officer writes, nothing was sent by officers to Facebook. Warrant needed to be updated with non-disclosure. Such a non-disclosure agreement prevents Facebook to alerting its customers for 90 days that law enforcement has obtained a warrant in order to prevent the destruction of evidence. It is unclear if law enforcement intended to seal the warrant. Uh... 
we're out here. We're controlling this said cross, but we can't stop everything. We are dry, stopping the drug dealers, the drug entrepreneurs trying to make a dollar off of their people. I don't know if they're their people if they're trying to sell them drugs. Remember, these people are poor, right? They can't afford housing. They can afford drugs, but they can't afford housing. Never mind. I don't have to go through that. Cross has served 22 years in prison for assault and dealing drugs to his own people. What, what do you mean his own people? What does that mean? He only sold it to other fellow uh, uh, Indians on the Indian Reserve. What does it matter who you sell it to? He says he's been clean for 16 years and even lost his son five years ago to a heroin overdose. Now Cross is under investigation for exploiting the very people he says he's trying to save. When you're out here doing a positive thing, you've got a background like mine. People say no one can change. No one can change. I changed, he said. Uh, so you to Monday and porn that the for his twin brother who has also battled addiction. Uh, he's doing the job that police wish they could do. You know, if I ever got out of heroin, <clears throat> I would be leaving that community forever. Oh, I, it, I, it's, it's just a show. It's just a show. Now you look at it. You can't stop it. You can't really help out those people. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. You just look at it and go, okay, there you go. Hey, kids, don't do drugs, all right? That's it. Um, What else? We did the Thought versus the IRS. We did the Tent City. We did De Niro and his wife. I want to talk about the missionary kid. I think that's that's been done to death, and it's a simple topic. Virtue signaling Christian. Parents forgiving the tribesmen because their kid was an idiot and they didn't raise him right. All right, all right. That's, let's go to the super chat room. Anything else? We have any more super chats? No other super chats. All right. That's it. Uh, if you guys would like the video, if you're already logged in, and share and comment. Um, oh, I got to do the fan mail. Let's do the fan mail real quick here. Cappy and lines. A funny thing happened to me in a line at the store that made me think of Cappy. I'm behind an older woman who's holding up the line because she was paying with cash. Here's the most irritating part. She pulls each individual coin out of her purse, holds it to her face, and looks at it, then lays it on the counter. Then back into her purse to hunt for another single coin. For some reason, every time she looks at it, it set me off inside. I felt like saying to her, Take a freaking dollar out, give it to the cashier, then throw the change into the jar for Jerry's kids. Some little kid is going to die because of this. I didn't make a face or nothing because she was old. I was actually laughing on the inside, thinking, what if Cappy were here in this line? Something about inspecting each coin was really irritating later, Cappy. And he doesn't sign his name. Um, Yeah, she was wasting your life. That's what she was doing. Like the assholes at Subway that order four or five... uh, Sub sandwiches and expect all you assholes to wait behind. Uh, it's just no, it's just self-respect kicking in. Uh, what Cappy would do would depend drastically on the mood he was in. If I had nowhere to be and was in a good mood, I'd just grab my phone and start looking at it and you know, catch up on social media and maybe tweet something out with a link to something that would make me money. Um, but then there's days. There's days where it's encumbered upon incumbent upon me. That sometimes peep the dumb, the slow, the idiots of society need you to kind of slap them in the right direction. 
where you got to go up and say, what the fuck is wrong with you? Because if us normal and intellectual people don't stand up to the normies, conformies and inferiors and tell them to get with the program, this will continue on. You know, it's like telling people not to have kids out of wedlock. You know, every, everyone that has somebody, a kid out of wedlock should be beaten, should be beaten. <laughs> And, and then, and then that would be drastic because you're, you're trying to get people to do, you know, something of benefit for themselves and the rest of society. You sometimes, sometimes the dumb in society reality needs a hip check. And sometimes I view it as my social obligation to raise awareness of other people's stupidity or people's own stupidity. Um, <clears throat> but then you got to worry about, oh, is that grandma lady's, you know, six foot four fullback uh, grandson around is some idiot do good. You know, women, you know, um, in the times I've gone off the handle and read someone, the riot act, there's, there's very few, I'm not that big of a guy, but there's very few people that pose a physical threat because if it's millennials, they're weak and scrawny. If it's gen Xers, they're out of shape. If they're baby boomers, they're old and frail. It's sad that at the age of 43, you know, I can walk in and I'm like, Kind of take pretty much everybody here. Oh, that guy. No, I can't take Eki. He works out. Uh, but <clears throat> as I'm getting older, I'm realizing uh, that just increases the chances of an altercation or harassment or road rage or getting shot. There's no reason to go up to DEFCON 3. It, uh, it doesn't pay. Does not pay. All right. That's it. Um any questions you guys got, shoot it. Olderbrother at yahoo.com. Send out the link. Share on the Twitterverse, in the Facebook, in the Insto chats. Otherwise, that's it. We'll see you guys later.